0: Welcome to episode 265 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 265 of Iron Talk with coach John Newsome and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? I'm good, and you? I'm actually pretty good too. That's
1: good. I got to sleep in this morning, we started a bit later. We did, yeah. Well, what was all that about?
2: Well, we were interviewing Gordo and uh, I had to move the time because is working today um. and then he wanted to go a little bit later, so then it's a slightly later start. And I just,
0: I got to sleep in. Nice. Stop at 6. Yeah. I'm a good kid. Nice. I actually, wake up at five. My daughter ha- has a cell phone, and I take it off her at night time. Mm-hmm. About 9.30, she takes off because so she reads in bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, I left it in the lounge, and she had this alarm going about yeah. five. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> but I, I survived. I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofhawaii.com. For... Uh, the world's greatest smelling tasting coffee. Nice. Athlinks.com. For a place to show how amazing you are as an athlete. Nice. Nice. And extreme endurance. And a place to get some stuff that's going to make you that amazing athlete. you exactly. like, yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm just, just loving it. Hey right, guys, in this week's show we've got some news. Actually we've got quite a bit of news this week, haven't we? Season is starting to hot up. It's, a, it's, a, it's a heating up in the IM world. We've got a website of the week. We've got an interview with Gordo and it's going to be a lot about the paleo stuff, isn't it? And how he's adapted it, because we've had, you know, obviously when you have guys
2: on who are, we've had, that is their specialist field and they're passionate about it, um, and Gordo is somebody who's tried everything, and so I thought it would be useful to get him on to see how he's adapted it,
0: um, because we, there are quite a few questions surrounding it. And Gordo is a real brainiac too, so <laughs> kind of knows details on everything. And at the end we've got a couple questions and answers. Well we've got quite a bit of news, we're going to do results first I think, but you have mentioned that Scott Richdale has a pretty cool link on Facebook so yeah,
2: so it's through to a site called uh, um, finishlinemultisport.com. They have a Facebook page and uh, they've also obviously got their website. But a good thing that they've done for us, obviously they've done it just for us because they keep requesting it. Basically, each weekend they'll sort of post all the, all the weekend's um, It's like a link to um, all the results. results.
0: Yep. So it just makes life easier. For so for example, goal. we have Challenge Cairns, Rev3, how did that one, Quasi? Quasi, yeah. Uh, Challenge... Moose Man 70.3, Switzerland 70.3, Hawaii 70.3, Escape from Albatres, and then the ITU World Cup Series. Best for last. (laughs) Best for last.
2: So just a good place to keep everything. Um, If you're into your results and you want to get them all together in one place rather than looking through like a magazine site like Triathlon Magazine, then uh,
0: it's all good stuff. But we are an Ironman man. Based show. That's right. So we won't talk a lot about 70.3s. No, not so, because there's so many on the weekend. But we are going to talk about Challenge Kens, first year of the race. Did you go and watch the video? No, I did not, but it's a Kens Airport Challenge, Kens. Kens Airport, sorry. I'm going to go there tomorrow just to check it out. Oh, you know what? I'm not a big fan of airports. No. Uh, A nice airport, is good Hong Kong, I do love Hong Kong, I love a good airport I hate how they just rape you because they know they can inflate Mm. prices Mm. Yes, that does frustrate me Mm. Anyway um, You have choices, Uh, everybody's got choices Well, not really, for airports You go well prepared
2: What if if you're going to Auckland, what's the choice? No, no, in terms of choices when you go there, in terms of
0: food and and beverages
2: and what have you Yes
0: So what what was the video like? Well, the video was was pretty good Um, What what, what was interesting actually, I thought from the video's perspective, it didn't really like have very big crowds. Right. Which was maybe a little bit disappointing, but first year race, so maybe the community will get behind it as it grows along. But there's a great bit of the bike transition. Actually, I'm going to pull it up. You you start talking about the race because Kat sent it through well, and it's pretty one good. One of
2: the questions we had about the race well, firstly, um, after we'd recorded the show last week, um, I went home and saw that Cameron Brown had pulled out of the yeah, race um, because of an injury, and that would have been somebody who would have potentially given Macker a, a good hurry up.
0: Um, but the question we, we have. Oh, yeah, was... sorry. Now, now, so we're going on. Kat Wolberg sent through this video. I'm just going to put it on. You guys will hear it in the background. A beautiful bike transition. Watch this. So he's coming out. He's running out. Oh, was quite loud. Turn it down a little bit. He's running out. Look, I think it's the first swim out guy of the swim. Think... Yeah. Watch this transition, John. Clayton Fatel, I think it is. Clayton Fatel. Watch this. And he's on the bike. And away he goes. And no, he's not. He's off the bike. Oh. <laughs> he's off not happy so he gets on the bike he's a bit, a bit embarrassed that's okay he's had his jowl it's all good oh the bottle's gone oh off. no <laughs> oh he's not in his happy place eventually he gets on his bike so away he goes he must be one right of the leaders if they're following if not the lead. Yeah, no, no. he must be the first guy of this room because you've got macker and those guys come out not long afterwards so oh, how that's how not to do a transition he won't win the transition no. Because I think the, um, f- I'm pretty sure Clayton Fatal
2: was first out of the swim year, he was in 43, 48. 43! Uh, we think it's short, or is just no, he's an amazing swimmer? Uh, uh, maybe a, a little bit on the short side. Um, definitely, it is, looks very much like on the short side, but he's a very good swimmer. Um, but he's much, very much an ITU guy, and so he would have jumped on that bike. And uh, trying to do ITU style, forgetting that the bottles are there. Don't know what you're thinking about. Putting but his leg was over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, true, that's true. That's true. It wasn't the
0: sharpest effort.
2: So we, we were wondering whether Macker would go out there and smack it because clearly he was the best athlete in the field or whether he just um, raced for victory. And uh, it looks like we had somewhere in, in the middle. He, he looked like he put in a really
0: yeah, solid he, effort. He, he definitely didn't like it. Look on in the photo. They have um, the, the video you can watch swim bike run and so I watched the bike I didn't watch the swim and the run it does look like a stunning course oh, Like yeah. it looked beautiful like really beautiful course but in the run he came off the bike with other guys so mm. you know and he, and he put you know 15 minutes I think he ended up winning by it. but you know it didn't look like he slaked it no. 251's not slow no not at all uh, and it sounded
2: like a pretty pretty tough fair course Um times were pretty quick but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was... Uh, he was, obviously was not probably at 100%, but
0: he, he went harder than I would have anticipated he'd go. There's a couple of things around Macca. First of all, now he's meant to be racing this weekend. Um, or an ITU race real soon. It, well, there's, there's, apparently
2: he tweeted that he's going to race Kit Spill. I stand by my comments. I don't think he'll get on the start line. And No matter how much he wants it, he doesn't have any points. So I just can't understand how he will get on the start. So
0: he's in a real interesting situation. You don't, you don't think he's going to be able to get points, now, mm-hmm. and they don't have wild cards? I'm pretty sure they don't So pretty unless sure he wild wildcard don't. he wouldn't be able to get in you don't think? No Unless there's something you don't know? Yeah And hey, let's hey. be honest there's nothing you don't know <laughs> I think there'll be a bit
2: of an outcry from athletes who go around and follow the series rightly so if they start issuing wildcards and just let people into the race
0: do you think? Do you think so, someone like Mecca is good for a race? Yeah,
2: to a degree, but having looked at his swim there, he is not uh, He is. he will not be afraid. well. Who
0: knows with this race? I don't know if you can really base this race well.
2: On that. The, the fact is, he was three minutes behind guys out of the swim that are good swimmers, but they're certainly not a lead pack ITU swimmers in your three
0: and a half minutes. Two other things I, I, the, the interesting thing is, uh, first of all, he's got his book out, and if you love Mecker or not, I don't really care. Buy his book because he wants to try and get it on the New York Times bestseller now. Mm you know what I think it's cool for our sport if we can get him in the top you know on the New York Times bestseller so if you're into reading good sport b- books Porno actually sent me through um, a text last night saying it's out now you can actually buy it now mm. and um, he started reading it and he said it sounds pretty good so um, we are getting copies, aren't we? have, yep. got, have we got copies. I've got it. Yet, no. Okay, exactly. so we'll have a read of it. But I just kind of love the idea if we can get an Ironman athlete in the top, you know, best books in the world. So if we can get behind Mecca on that one, that'd be really great. And he does tell a great story, as we yeah. know from. Totally. from the, and, he, and he doesn't kind of hold any punches back. Yeah. What is interesting? What say, is interesting? Well, well it's, it's fascinating, John. I was thinking about this as I was watching Mecca on the run on the YouTube clip. If he doesn't, he's done a he's done a eye challenge race this year. So he's done yep. this one? Yeah. He hasn't done an Ironman race. So let's say over the next couple of months, you know, this, the Olympic dream doesn't come true. Surely he'll turn up to Kona. Well, he said he won't, but yeah. Well, do you think he will? Let's say he goes to this next race and he bows and he realises there's not a hope, or that proves that there's not a hope. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, you think he goes, well, I was talking to Kona. He
2: said he won't. I mean, I, initially that's what I thought he would do. I thought he might dabble in short course, do it up until a certain point, and then, to, and if he doesn't make it, then uh, do an Ironman. And he, he would, I, uh, I would assume he would have enough points just by doing an Ironman, of, oh, yeah. w- winning, Kona, years, winning yeah. Kona, and then doing another race, and he would probably yep. win or get in the top three no matter how hard he went.
0: Uh, so I think he'd have enough points. I would love it to see. Let's say we get to August and he hasn't done Ironman. Turns out the Olympic dream not happening. Would they give him an entry for Kona? Yeah, mm, it would be very interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? Mm. Anyway, challenge challenging. Dangerous Keynes.
2: precedent descent if they did, I would I would imagine. I yeah, well, because Crow would be angry, wouldn't he? Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So Mac times, he swam forty seven twenty six, he rode four thirty four and then ran a two fifty one. So, so that's a good time. solid all around race, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Eight fifteen. Matty White had a very strong, solid race by the look of it, in second place, 8:28. So he was uh, 14 minutes down, lost uh, time on the bike, or pretty much across the board, swim, bike, and run. So he didn't come off the bike with Macker and lose 15 minutes. Uh, and Tim Burkle, pretty similar. Um, you know, like, those guys were swimming 49s, biking about 4:38, 4:39, and both ran 4:27. So not much between those two. Kiwi Jamie White in fourth, and Clayton Fatal in fifth. Grandma, Grandma, Grandma Grady, so he was my pick for saying watch out for him, he could potentially do some damage and it looked like he uh, he smoked the swim, swam 44 and uh, rode four, 437, so he probably would have, well, he, I think mean, he would have come off the bike with Mac just looking yeah. at those numbers, um, but then he ran an 8 hour and 48 run. That can't but, be right. No, I think it is right. Um, really? Well, I think, he, to sleep? I think he must have just gone for a, a stop and carried on, but the thing is he got ninth. he'll get some prize money.
0: Oh, so maybe we went away for five hours, had a sleep, then I'll go back and do that last two hours of the run. I must have get some money. Well, that's the thing; you just got to finish in these challenge races. They pay. I'm interested to deep. see what happens next year with this race. I don't know what the numbers were like here, as in the participants, the, yeah, as in the age groupers. But you know, like Australian people are saying, "Well, we're not got enough Ironman races." Well, this is looks like a pretty beautiful race. You getting guys like Mecca there. I think it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um like I, they had they had, the,
2: they had the half as well, and and I think that was well populated so it's just whether they go I think the the race will continue no matter what but whether they go bugger this we put all this money into prize money and people haven't turned up I think that's the question we we will wait and see how do
0: pros know about prize money is it just their initiative Yes, to a degree, you know, obviously... Is it, I, is that the pros look at this race and go, oh, oh I was oh, an idiot for not turning up to this race. Yeah, well, obviously ITU now have
2: all their... ITU, WTC have all their prize money lists, so you go to one website. And I'm sure... The challenge and stuff, it's, it's a variable, depends on which website, but you've got it. There's, there's I'm not, sure you could, but I'm sure you could... You know, there's, not that many, there's not that many Ironmans around the world. Yes, there's a lot now, but there's still, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's an
0: hour's research. 40, something yeah. like
2: that. So... Um, that was guys, so I think girls, so I think Rebecca Keat had a good race there. Uh, 52 minute swim, 516 on the bike, and 314 on the run for a 926. So, again, we do that sort of often do that hour comparison when you look at the male winner yep. versus the female so winner. She's from a little bit slower than it, But you'd say, well, Macker's probably in a better calibre than what she is, um, relatively. Uh, Melanie Mitchell, she used to race short course when I was um, back in my day. Back in the day, John. The day. So, I haven't seen her get on a podium before. Uh, so, a 930 for her. Carrie Lester in. Third and 934. Belinda Grange down there in fifth. And uh, yeah, so pretty, pretty good racing on the girls, so I think you know, 9.26 for first, and then 9.52 for seventh, so not
0: not a massive spread. Not a massive so, spread, but not a bad race, John. Okay, well, you want to talk about the other challenge race? Well,
2: there was only, um, I mean, there's a lot of 70.3s at the weekend, I see, but... I we're, we're going to talk about them now, yes, you're, you're falling enough, me. Yes, but we've got our good friend, Yvonne Van Vlerken, so I wanted to give her a bit of love. Okay. Um, for, and Joyce Nader? Yeah, she she took it out. Um, 4.26, pretty good field, beating Julie Wagner and, and old Joycey, and only... You know, 426 she won in, and uh, fourth place was 428, so pretty close racing. And Andreas Railier, interestingly, took out the men's well, race. Well, Thomas
0: Helrigal was still rocking it out yeah, in it was, fifth place. How uh, old would he be now?
2: 55? Couldn't tell you, but I would have thought. <gasps> Joke. So he's older than Macca so I would have said maybe about 40, maybe a couple, about, about 40. When did maybe. he win it? I'd have to have a good hard think about that. It was like 98, wasn't it? It would it would be ballpark that figure around yeah. uh, around two thousand somewhere. No, there. it definitely wasn't two thousand. Right? Yeah, he yeah. was ninety eight. Yeah, no, you'd be right because he was in the he was before. coming in, in the Mark Allen into Mark Allen era, yeah. and um, it may have even been before ninety
0: eight. Yeah, so. Yes. Yeah, maybe it was. I'd have to systematically go through. Yeah, <laughs> there's a systematic way of doing it. Okay, coming up this weekend, oh, there was also lots of seven point threes, but we got not bothered. Um, coming up this weekend, we have Enduro Man UK, John. And it's currently
2: underway. So the Enduro Man has uh, got lots of different options there. So do you want got, to talk about that now? Yes. Okay. Um, and Lee Lou Walker said Enduro Man is cu- currently now on. Um, lots of pirates doing it with, um, well, a couple in Tuna the decker, yep. Monique head, who's the only female, I and Simon cream, no, no. Pearson, um, a couple of others doing the triple, and a handful doing the single. It was great, so great to
0: hear you mention the Pirates in the episode a while back. So go, go to the the pirates. pirates. So the, Do You know what? Because I think it was Thomas Peoples. Well, someone sent me through a yes. Pirates top, a yes. second-hand one years ago. Yes. You need you one, didn't don't you? Send me one. No, yes. admittedly. Well, I think because there's only one second-hand one. And mm. anyway, I taught my I taught a class at the gym. They have Pirates oh, top on. Nice. All. I go. How there, matey? Nice. How there? So given that do you, you know what Tom Stringer is winning currently at this stage you know the, Well no he won day 3 so in but, a tie they crossed the line
2: together Tom Stringer and Ian Tosh crossed oh. the line in 13 54 18 and they were That's crazy eh 40 minutes, obviously I mean tactics you know you may be playing with the guy's head a little bit go we'll just cross the line together but i know i'm really crushing you
0: but he's got that his catering position is number one as well so he must be winning the, the couple of days before no, or they just no that's
2: just uh, no. they basically won that day so that is day three they don't seem to have a cumulative uh, total there for the guys doing the deca. but the finished day three they'll be currently doing day four and probably uh just just about finishing them right what do,
0: right, do you reckon you know, be harder to do it do you reckon be harder to, hard to do 10 days 10 iron men or do 10, I mean, continuous, as long as you can go? I think probably 10 days. You reckon? Because then you've got to get up and get going again, whereas so
2: it's, it's if the you stopping 10 that kills 10 back you, you think back, yeah, I think then you can... Because they do
0: those ones where they do the, all the swim. Mm-hmm. Remember those ones, all the bike and all the run? That would be Yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. Hard. Would, whatever way you look <laughs> at it, be a lot it's,
2: it's going to be ridiculously hard. I guess the thing with
0: that is you get the repetitive um, nature of swimming, 38. Poor K's. old Ed, Edward Page. Okay, so he's currently in. We got 16th in males. Took him 21 hours. He gets three hours sleep, mate. Wake up, you've got to go again. Could be a good tactical decision, though, as I said. You know, maybe just uh, maybe take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah, maybe, or maybe you won't make it to the end. You mm. just never know, do you, John? So good luck to everybody. Too. Go the pirates! And keep on going. Okay, other news. Oh, so what we'll, else? We've got we'll D Day. D
2: Day in the Sh- Chalon on Sur. These are all iron distance races, courtesy of uh, K2265. The Schloss Triathlon. In Marksberg. the Germans
0: are getting underway Okay, other news that's come up is that Rugbeke has retired, now I found this really interesting because, it, like, you read the piece about it and he's saying he's kind of a black and white person and that there's no kind of grey in his life if he can commit 100% he was keen and he feels that he can't commit 100% to the sport anymore and so it's time to move on which is, which I totally respect because I think knowing when to stop is really important as an athlete but he's only 33 <laughs>
1: Sorry
2: <laughs>
0: I just had a bit of a yawn. Um, <laughs> is that re- <laughs> like a committee frog.
2: <laughs> uh, the reason I, uh, I wanted to bring this up is, um, yes, I, I totally agree with, with what you're saying. He's, he's relatively born in young compared to um, a lot of the guys, you know,
0: like, say, Cameron Brown. He's actually born pretty close to me. I was the 19th of August. He was the 8th of August. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, you know, like, really, if anything, if you think of physiologically... You know, the, the, we say that you know your best years are in your mid to late thirties because you've got that big endurance base, and you know, an Ironman, you don't really need that kind of top end speed. So, you know, at, right now, you kind of think he'd be heading into his best time as an athlete. But we've also got to look at it
2: uh, in terms of getting on with with life, and we all know that pros do not make uh, a lot of money. Um, and so, if you if the motivation is not quite there, and you're also not making the best best living in the world. Um, he he's, he was a very very good athlete. Well, he got
0: second in his Viscounta.
2: Yeah, but he <laughs> but I don't know how, I've got no idea how much money he was making. But though it's very top heavy. Those top top guys are making really good money, um, but that second tier down making a living, and then the third tier down and making a lifestyle. So uh,
0: maybe but, with him, I reckon he would have done a right. Because apparently, if you read this piece, <laughs> it sounds like he was very well known in Belgium, mm. and you know because he was recognised as one of the top athletes of all time. So, you know, for someone like that, if he's got good you know, good people behind him. That you think he'd be able to make a pretty good living from it, but you um, never know. But I you. think
2: he, he deserves a bit of uh, kudos, as you said. He's had he, he's, he's won had three had Iron Men, but he's had uh, two podiums. It's, it's his Kona performances that really stand him apart. As he hasn't won it, but as you said, he's, he's had podiums. I and, think got uh, five top fives, yeah,
0: yeah. And that's just awesome. Yeah, so very, very yeah. impressive. Yep. so we'll miss you, Rudkey. Rudkey. Rudka. Rudka. Rudke. Rud- I think Rudka. Rutka, Rutka I Rutka anyway, um, <laughs> Ironman Canada part 2 John, 2.0, yeah. oh. surprising that it's taken this long to get another Can- uh,
2: Ironman Canada, they do have quite a lot of iron distance races over there but um, you know, Ironman Canada is really one of the kingpins of the triathlon circuit when you, you look at the history of the sport, we've got Ironman New Zealand which has been around um, an eternity, you've got Japan and Canada and Kona and uh, those are really the ones that yep. That, From day one, that, that have been around for an awful long time. So. How come
0: New Zealand got an
2: IMAN so early? That's a good question. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like,
0: because it's kind of, of like you, okay, Hawaii sweet, Canada sweet, mm. Japan, you know, big, you good old small New Zealand. Mm. How did we even manage to knock one out? Do not know the answer to that question. It would yeah. have been someone's initiative. They've got ah, oh, like that Ironman. Make it one. happen.
2: Yep. Um, so it's good for you, all you guys in, in North America. Um, there's demand for races, so good on Ironman for finding another location. It looks like a cool location. Um, so,
0: well, what's, what's interesting out. when you read this piece, and that they think they'll get they'll sell out. Basically, <laughs> Glad one of us read. It. <laughs> <laughs> you said do your peas, I, I do. my work. They're saying that basically they they think they'll get two thousand participants in the first year, so which will be a sellout, I imagine. Yeah. But they're saying that for the region. So where is it? It's Mount Tremblant. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, um, and and they're saying that they reckon that, so it's got a five year contract to do the race mm-hmm. and then they reassess mm-hmm. it at the end of five years. But they're saying that the direct and indirect economic impact for the area is estimated at 20 million dollars per year.
2: Yeah, okay, now who knows if that's true or not? I've done one, I've done some of those, uh, economic impacts. You kind of, kind of just it's... put a little bit up, to you? No, it's <laughs> So, no, <laughs> you know. To, yeah. I didn't put my, like for example with my triathlon festival I, the, the numbers got plugged in and um, granted because w- what you got to do you gotta, you got to say you're out of town people who come out of town and so when I look at my the, the statistics of mine I've got Christchurch and then I've got the greater region so you classify those people you're yeah, outside Christchurch okay. which is for an Ironman this is a lot more relevant because you, you would go yeah. to an area yep. and um, and so then you got all the econo- economic impact and like for for my little event that was say uh, about nearly 500 people, if those people were, in fact, coming f- coming from outside of Christchurch. Did you make I'm, out they were? Well, no, they're not in the Christchurch City Council area, oh. so I didn't make anything up. Yep. But they're probably not going to come into town and stay the night. No. There's a theory behind it. You know, that impact was $150,000, $200,000 for oh, really? my event. Wow. But, yeah. So that's, you that's don't you up- think
0: that's true? You're not doubting it? I'm not doubting it. Hey, that's, how the come, that's how they come up with these numbers. Well, just go back to our whole complaint about pros getting money. If it's bringing 20 million bucks into the region, which I know is probably quite inflated, but that would bring a lot of money into the region, mm. maybe the region should be giving the pros some money. Mm-hmm. You know, you read the pro gets, what, 10,000 bucks? Yep. You're making 20 million out of this? Yep. Ah, John. If it's a, is it,
2: I see it as a win-win situation. If you've got some awesome pros in there, then it's going to get more media coverage for your town. Like, cha- yep. we wouldn't be talking about Challenge Kens anywhere near as much as we have
0: if Macca hadn't been racing. Yep, totally. So, anyway. yep, it's worth it. Mm. Okay, John, the other big news of this week is that there's a new top dog at WTC, and his name is Andrew <laughs> Messick so uh, nice. I'm not quite
2: sure whether he's going to be the. did top. you read this piece I read um, I certainly read bits of it and I read bits, <laughs> bits of it it's not a very big piece <laughs> <laughs> uh, time's precious it's, but basically the deal with this is uh, I'm not sure if he's taking over as CEO but he's certainly going to be if not the top dog in, in that top oh, though like he's
0: taking over as CEO yeah I'm not quite sure yeah what what would it basically? This piece the, is pretty interesting. It's written on a slow twitch by a guy called Dan Manfield Yeah, slow twitch. He is yep. man. He's the man, and it's a good piece mm. because he, he kind of basically says what Ben Ferrick's done in the last you know kind of seven or eight years since he's taken over. And and if you look at it at the business side, he's really kicked butt. You know, mm-hmm. like he's turned it. He's, massively made the product a stronger product, but maybe in some ways he's kind of not so focused on the customer experience. And then, what's this guy's name again? Andrew Messick. Messick. And he's saying the difference is with Messick, he really does come from that place of I'm focusing on fans, spectators, and, you know, the, you know, what the people are experiencing. And so uh, we're not sure what's happening with Eric at this stage. But sounds as though, or um, Dan Enfield seems to think, that there's going to be a bit of a merging of each of these people. And I think if that's the case, that's a good thing for our sport. Oh,
2: totally. So he this, this guy, um, Andrew, basically runs the tour of california which yep. has turned out to be um a fantastic event now it gets a it's a, gets a great field we had people like Chrissy wellington and um Macca going there and doing the time trial against then it wasn't necessarily race against the pros but they had a, a yep. race for them so you could compare it on a like-to-like
0: basis well the other um, thing is well we got an email from a listener i can't remember who it was but they were just saying that they've been doing california for years and like 10 years ago it was just a joke race and when this mm. guy took over he's just through the roof, so yeah. he's got some good credentials, and it sounds as though people seem to like what he's done mm-hmm. in this race, um, I just hope, it sounds as though he's got the same kind of attitude like Felix has, like when you talk to Felix the, from Challenge, you get the experience that, he, that they're there for the customer experience, and to me that's the, the foundation you to start mm-hmm. from, so totally so hopefully we see some good moves in the sport moving forward team yes, yeah. uh, what other piece of news we got here Jonbo we've got um, ITU update is it yes ITU update ok John,
2: what happened so at the weekend we had the world Championship did you get up and yes, watch Dexter it Energy I uh, tee boxed it tee boxed it what time did you watch it uh, no actually I watched the men's race delayed live delayed coverage um, mm. it was 10 o'clock on Oh, that's right. Sunday
0: morning. It's funny watching sport at that time in the morning, but isn't it? Because mm. by the time it's finished, yeah, kind of you know one o'clock. I was sitting, oh, It's a good thing I have the laptop
2: there doing a bit of wireless work and sort yeah. of because you don't need to watch two hours of live of that. You but know, you do. To, but I do. <laughs> but I got got rid of the family and uh, watched it. So it was it was uh,
0: it was good stuff.
2: Okay, so, wait a second. If I, I, I
0: put the results up.
2: So the the the, the way the race i as I said last week the course in Madrid is uh, is you pretty heavy last year, didn't you? Yeah. For, I think it was. It uh, didn't go last year before, I think. Out anyway, it's, it's got a good hill on the course, which means you can potentially get away. So, what happened is good solid swim, early break on the bike, probably about 10 guys got away and just drilled it and just stayed away. And they had a good about a minute and a half or so at the end of the bike, and that eliminated all the. Um, guys that can often, the top guys were in that front group of 10 to 12, um, but a lot of the guys that are often challenging for a podium, not necessarily for a win, guys like, say, Chris Gemmell, Brad Carterfeld, um, a lot of those sort of guys, they didn't make the pack. Game over. Sober. So you had, this is what happens in this front group. You have Alistair Brownlee, Jonathan Brownlee, Gomez. Three best runners, they could just sit on, no matter how the race pans out, they're probably going to win the race.
0: Between the, those three?
2: Between them. And, and perhaps um, Fredino as well, but he's not in top form yet. But they get on the bike and they are driving the ch- driving it big time and just pushing and Why? pushing. Why? Trying, trying
0: to break runners? Um, well, just, they just want to go hard. And I guess they want to. Because if anything, if you're up, looking at them, you're going, we're in, we're in the front pack. We know we can outrun everyone else. Why would I waste my energy? Yeah, but at the same time, I guess
2: they would. They want to go out there and prove they're the best across the board. And I guess at the same time, it does eliminate a huge few people out of the race. So, kudos to those guys because then they got off the of the bike and uh, the Brownlee brothers just killed everybody. Really? So, so Gomez just dropped. Gomez got dropped pretty early on, and those two just killed everybody. Really? It was pretty impressive. And then. Uh, John, so Brownie. it came to a sprint between those two? No. Uh, what happened is uh then they were running together and then Alistair Brownie broke his brother, Jonathan, had a a pretty comfortable lead, um, ballpark, say, fifty metres or so. And then the finishing shoot, he basically stopped, waited for them, sort of did high fives coming down the finishing shoot. And just when they were about to cross the finish line. Um, Wait,
0: so they were together in the finishing shoot? Yeah, yeah.
2: Basically, Alistair Brown came down the finishing shoot doing high fives, going, woo, yeah, and waited And basically, waited for his brother, sort of put his arm around the brother. They started jogging down the finishing shoot. I thought they were going to cross the line together. Wow. And then um, Jonathan just stopped at the finish line and let his brother go through and just waited a couple of seconds. Oh, well, that's kind of through. out of it. So, was it nice? Or was it kind of like. Well, I, that's what we've talked about the Raylert brothers, um, potentially, you know going 1-2 and Kona getting a million and, bucks and getting a million bucks and
0: I'd really love that, very to similar to that I'd love honestly that would be awesome if that could mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. I doubt it but I'd love it to it happen it just
2: brings another angle to the media coverage that events are going to get you've got yeah. another story there that's what media is all about they're looking for angles so who's going to win Olympic gold at this stage John? you would put money on on Alistair Brownlee he's he, he's not the fragile sort of guy that you think might crumble. Like, a lot of people say Javier Gomez crumbled in... Uh, in yeah, in China. In China. and um, But I don't see Alistair Browning, no matter how much pressure gets put on him, I don't see him as the type of person that crumbles. I never met the guy. Why is he so good? He, he's good at all three. He's yes. in, in the swim, he's in the bike, he's in the run. He can be the best at all three. And he seems to be the type of person that can push himself so ridiculously hard and... Uh, Just keep going. As we saw in London last year, he pushed himself that basically he, was, he collapsed um, yeah. before the finish line. Yeah, I remember uh, that race.
0: So really good racing um, and the rest of the race... let get on the show. I know it's an ITU mm. thing. maybe Someone must know him. Get his email for us so we can get him on the show. And that was basically the story of the, the guys' race. A couple of guys ran through from the second pack and
2: got up to I think the highest was... Uh, about tenth place, they got up to. Um, How the Kiwi always go? Well, good and bad. James Alvary, awesome race. Finished fifteenth, got in the lead breakaway group. Um, faded boy. a bit on the run. Um, no,
0: never heard of him. He,
2: he was, um, he's a good athlete. And then uh, we had Ryan Sissons in nineteenth place. So that was a pretty good result for him. The was near,
0: near last, um, third last, sunk. so we've got some real issues actually with our Kiwi guys because we, we won't... We're kind of in that in between. Hey? The older boys are starting to get a little bit too old mm-hmm. and the young boys aren't quite there yet. No. And then on the, uh, it's going to have issues for our Olympic qualifying, how many, how many
2: places uh, we qualify. True so Again, okay, girls? Girls. We <coughs> had uh, Finlay just basically dominate them.
0: Um, she won by three seconds.
2: Yeah, but she had it. She looked like she did it with, with control. Helen she can second? Um, Emmy Charion was third from France, Andrew Hurt fourth. Also, we had Kate McElroy in sixth. That's an outstanding result for her. Okay, she's we go. come back from injury, from serious Achilles injury, surge- oh, really? surgery so good stuff on the WTC scene the next stop and again is... that was from finishlinemultisport.com exactly uh, next stop is Kitspiel and I think that's um, only a couple of weeks
0: away so look forward to that oh, loving that John okay then um, what do we got next oh just if you want to do Ironman Brazil John tell us about it endurance sports travel so entries are open now they opened uh, this morning and so... sold out I don't uh, know they, I don't, I don't
2: know. think <laughs> they sold out yet but they they, they probably will sell out there so basically endurance sports travel said you know it's going to sell out. It's one of those destination races. It's really awesome. Yeah. Well, so the, the Juice senator, he's been mm, there. I'm mm. pretty sure he's been there, and yeah, he yeah, just he said it right. was amazing. So they just really wanted to tell, let people know that the entries are open. Get on if you want to. Um, whether you go with them or not, but they're just saying it is a really
0: cool race. The other thing, um, just you know what? if I'm going to Brazil, Brazil doesn't have the best the best reputation when it comes to crime. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, S- S- South Africa. No, somewhere. no, 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 no. All good go, don't don't let, let it stop you for a moment but go with someone you know who's been there before Right. and that's what I'm saying, go with endurance sports travel because they'll know how to play the game in yeah. different countries which, yeah. you know what, there is always a risk when you go to places like that mm-hmm. and so you, if you can go with something like Ken and his group I, I, it's a, probably a safer option and the other one with endurance sports
2: travel if there is a race that you wanted to do that you missed out on they have slots. Yes, you're gonna. You know, it'll be it'll be part of a package. Um, yep. But things like Switzerland, Placid, Canada. Regensburg, Canada, Wisconsin, Western Australia, they have some spots open for those. Um, Cozumel. Cozumel as well. So if you want to get on it, um, get in touch with Endurance Sport Travel. Okay. And if you want to go to Kona, they still have condos over there. And then you get to have breakfast with John and
0: Bevan every day. And Joe on the last day. Yes. Joe's coming over, team. You get to meet my Joe. All right. Yes, we might even have you in a transition race. She's going to be our videographer, I think. Oh, is she going to do video? We're going to do video, are we? I think so. Oh, okay. Okay. She's going be a videographer. Well, we're not allowed to do live video or anything like that,
2: but I, th- I think it'd be quite cool out on the course. Oh, we can do interviews and post them later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we can do interviews, but I'm thinking on the day, um, getting some different angles in terms of, um, oh, like, you know, because yeah? you'll see all the coverage on Ironman.com, but, you know, be, I was thinking, like, actually being out on the Queen K and sort of showing where the energy lab goes in, not with all the fancy and okay, beautiful But stuff. she won't have a bike. Um, we'll borrow we someone. Yeah. yeah. She can run out there.
0: <laughs> I told her she gets it by the pool. <laughs> Good times in Kona. Okay, Jumbo, uh, do you want to do sponsors? Yes. Sponsor, athlinks.com. So, a lot of you guys will be on Facebook and you sort of know. I don't know you
2: want to go to Facebook, that's okay.
0: <laughs> no, no, I've got on athletes on Facebook.
2: Okay. Um, so, athlinks have obviously got a Facebook page, but no more what I uh, wanted oh. to look at. Are you logged in? Yeah, I'm logged yep. in, John. Um, is on Ethlinks. you've also got your wall. So if you go uh, wall there. Well, yeah, there's my wall. Um, and so, you know, for if, if the guys on Facebook, you know you've got your wall and you can yep. see what's going on with all your friends. It's the feed it's, of all
0: the things that you do and, and the, the people and, you're connected and
2: to. And that's basically the same on Ethlinks as well. You know, if you can generate your group of friends on there, uh, your rivals, then they can post things on your wall um, and you can just basically see what people are up to. So... Like Von Bevins, he's got you know somebody down here in his newest content editions. Eddie Fartel has added a picture of his... Fardell. Uh, Fardel on his bike. Belinda Fong has added a, a picture update. And then nice, said,
0: that's a great picture too. Look at that picture.
2: Yeah. Albert yeah. Boyce has added his a, his Boston Marathon run report.
0: Rated a five out of five.
2: It was his A race. A race. Season.
0: He's had a couple good Bostons. Albert Boyce has
2: uh, put on there his World Championship uh, Ironman result from last year. What did he do last year? Don't know. But he gave himself, five it gave himself five. a five out of five. Must have been good. Must have been a good day. Uh, so that's the sort of thing. So if you want, you know, obviously your Facebook page. John Newsome. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Add,
0: added my Blue 70 Helix on there. Nice. And then I'll try. Troy try from Athletes came along and He said, love those Blue 70 wetsuits. I can't imagine you get too many occasions to wear them in the part of your world I mean it's so called in Christchurch yes we yeah. actually we're very when I've was neb- last I, time you wore a wetsuit no, I'm just saying I've never done a non-wetsuit race in New Zealand <laughs> no neither actually uh,
2: they, they basically don't exist <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Because, oh, there's about maybe one or two occasionally like Kinloch uh, in Lake Taupo in the middle of summer you can sometimes do something there but that's about it so that's, that's the thing if athletes have got your wall if you want to keep updated with your athletic friends then that can sort of segregate things a little bit from your So your Facebook sort of page. There we go. Get on it, Athlinks.com. Check, 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 check it's it t- out. It's time. Yes, it's Gordo time.
0: Do you want to do a discussion of the week? Oh, did I put it on Facebook last week? Yes. I did. Oh, it was the music one, wasn't it? I do you want to do Gordo now? Yes. Well, what we'll do is we'll call Gordo now, but we'll do a discussion on the show. Yes. So we're going to pause... And we'll be right back. I love the pause factor that they guys don't even realise what happens you really between. do. I know, it's a simple concept. But look, yeah. like I was doing my other podcast, we've got a couple of minutes. I was doing my other, I've done the latest edition of Fitness Behaviours oh, out. That. Put it out the other day, actually, put that on Facebook. But anyway, it's out, it's out there. And I said, oh, I've got to go, because I'm, I'm training the St. Andrew's cross-country team. Nice. Yeah.
2: From Costley's, like, he got a big, big shoot. I don't know if he did it, actually. No. He used to be a teacher at school. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Yep. And uh, and I, so I recorded the show. Didn't get the second show recorded till the next day. Crazy. They didn't know that, John. Crazy. Oh, the tricks you can do in this world. It's like magic. Okay, here's. Uh, Wait, we'll be back in one second. But really, we're not. We're doing. This. It's <laughs> just so entertaining <laughs> every time. <laughs> right, here we go. So we're back and we've had our interview of Gordo. Amazing interview. Yes. We we're a bit rude at the end, really, weren't we? Because we cut them off. Well, I? what we do is often we say goodbye because we're going to stop recording. We say, okay, see you later. And then and then we go oh, okay we'll stop recording now and we have a bit of a conversation afterwards. And we say, bye, see you later. And there's a bit of a pause, and he goes, "Oh, okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that, Gordo. We didn't mean it that way. Uh, discussion of the week. So last week I've been listening to Daft Punk. I've been buying my music on iP- iTunes, yes. and uh, and it's about people who actually came back in loving the Tron. Tron, the Tron. Yeah? I mean, this week I'm thinking oh. I'm gonna go buy an album by a band called. Arctic Fire. Arctic Fire. I know them well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the album? It's great. <laughs> Maybe each week huge, we could have huge. an album of the week. Okay. You give your album. Yep. <laughs> I give mine. So then uh, we asked, "What were you guys listening to in training? Or what's the best music?" Some people actually gave other things, not just music. But But um. Boop, 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 boop. So, if, really, if you want to find out about this, is, is, I think there's about
2: 45 comments to get some ideas in terms of... Oh, um, you're not going to read any out? We're going to read some out, but we're not going to read 45, so oh. there's a lot of content up there. I'm going to read Alison
0: King's, because she listens to Fitness Behaviour. Seriously. She loves it. <laughs> fitness Behaviour. Check it out, Tim. Uh, Andy
2: Holgate, mostly Swedish house mafia this week.
0: <laughs> nice, what else have got here? Uh, Ryan Goves, I am talking marathon talk. Some US based political now, political podcast There's one I love called Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Check right. it out, Ryan. Uh, Jay Waters, The Gentle Breeze on Another Sunny Wellington Day. No iPod today. Oh, well, let's get some music here, eh? Um, Journey, beautiful. Or the soundtrack from Sucker Punch. That's Roy um, E. Hours. Christine McKinley. Run, a
2: podcast. I am Talk, of course. Also Endurance Planet. Bike at the moment is a mix of dancey stuff. Timo Mass, Paul uh, Van Dyke, Gate Crasher, Cream, Paul oh, Field, nice. Empire of the Sun, Ministry of Sound, etc., etc. <whistles> Those beats help me keep my cadence up while
0: riding. How's that one? Michael Sharia? Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, 80s. Here, band, beautiful. Screaming rockers. John, remember that? Nice. So, GNR, or maybe the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Mark Johnson, Assault His Soul, putting the, the M. Dot logo as his profile
2: picture. Hey, maybe he's proud of
0: it. Uh, okay.
2: uh, the Killers and the Best of Rocky. Struggle to pace myself when either the Tiger, and the Rocky theme <laughs> tune comes on. I totally up.
0: understand where you're coming from there. <laughs> uh, George Larson, uh, he's got the Foo Fighters, Wasting Light, and uh, Past Albums.
2: Eric. Sachin, the new Beastie Boys album is
0: fantastic.
2: Oh, I might have to get it's that fantastic.
0: one. Okay, because I just I like the Beastie Boys when I was younger, and I noticed, I watched that video they brought out, and it was interesting. It was really interesting. Oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. The,
2: the mountain snail, slightly embarrassing, but I listen to the Economist and read cover to cover each week. It takes about ten minute, Ten hours. He also listens to
0: Fighting Talk, and he says thanks to him, and that's actually very good. Yes. Fighting Talk, Colin. Colin. Mm-hmm. I think I can remember. If you do like another podcast, one I love is Matt um, Kermode's movie reviews right. on BBC. That is brilliant. Uh, Paul Westwood. Now, Paul Westwood, he's been doing quite well in his racing overseas. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he's good. going down for an 845. He's saying his next race. So he's oh. sharpening up, singing I, I, vow, I the... vow to Thee, my country. Do you know that? Yeah. Wow. What, what, what is that? It's a hymn. Is it? Okay. All the way around the dry, TriStar Germany last weekend inspired me to finish fourth. Nice. The form is damn good. 8.45 or better for Ironman Austria. I'm putting it out there and leaving it out there for everyone else to see. Yeah, they're leaving their target out there. 8.45, Paul. Yeah, nice. That's pretty sharp. And then everyone else we got here... No. Paul West would have said it. I was Katrin Wahlberg. Well, oh, I see.
2: So Kat Wahlberg posted... Um, Paul oh, Westwood, you trade it? I thought you were racing for New
0: Zealand and then He's going, it's part of the Great English Empire. Yes. So John, what do you what do you like to listen to? Like, uh, let's not, let's not say on a bike, because I know you don't really you're not much of an iPod person when yeah, you're I don't, out training. I don't. Uh, but when when I'm on the indoor trainers, I did an
2: indoor trainer session the day before yesterday. Uh, I listened to a little bit of marathon talk there. because nice. uh, 'cause I've got some great interviews on there. I listened to um, Tim Noakes interview. Um, Annette Lee put me onto that, and very, very good interview. A lot of the stuff they talk about there is stuff that I try to instill in my athletes, but I don't necessarily come it from the the scientific angle. Where he brings in the scientific um, angle to it, so he's really talking about your central governor controlling you. Listen to the interview; it's it's well worth it. Does it make um, it seem like a business kind of theory or something? No. So your central no, he may, but he's done the research um, in terms of. When you're, when you're slowing down, what, you know, whether it's your body telling you to slow down or whether it's a combination mind. of your mind and your body and talks, talks through how that sort of works. Very, very good stuff. It's stuff oh. that I know... But I didn't necessarily convey it in a so he scientific speaks a bit of language. Manner. Yes. Okay. So it's about you know being able to push hard and things like that. Very, very good stuff. Uh, so I, if, if I'm doing anything, I will generally uh, on the wind train. I'll generally listen to podcasts, either um, competitor radio or just basically trying to find interviews. So I don't necessarily jump on one type of podcast. It's if I see a good interview, somebody I like, I know I like, then I will listen to that. Music-wise, um, the the stuff that you've put on our, my iPod oh, for the it? race mix is some good stuff there. Uh, That's my so, job, DJ BJ, DJ BJ, yeah. DJ BJ and Pip, MC Ken and yeah. the house, nice. Whoop, whoop. But yeah, for me, it's very much just popular, popular music. You know, Pop. Black IPs. You know, when yep things like that.
0: You like your poppy stuff, John. Yeah. For me, if I'm going to go podcast, my my favorite podcast of the week is. Mark Kermode, Movie Review, that's brilliant. If, you, if, you, if you're in the UK, it's on the BBC, you probably listen to it. If not, listen to it, it's bloody brilliant. Um, the Twit Network, which is a tech podcast, which I really, really love. And Dan Carlin would be another favourite. And I do love the Joe Rogan experience, but you have to be pretty liberal minded to listen to that. Nice. <laughs> You've got to be very liberal minded because it's. It's very out there, but I do love um, Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, And then music-wise, yeah, I'm kind of into lots of different types of music. And because I play music, I'm trying to look for music to influence me right now. So I'm just exploring lots of different things. And uh, so yeah, at the moment it's Tron, but I'm trying to buy an album in a week. And then kind of just play around with that. So yeah, Arctic Fire this week. So there's lots of comments on there, lots of ideas. If you
2: are strutting a bit of a rut in terms of what to listen to, so just go to our Facebook page and check it
0: out. Well, John, the question is: We've got a. Uh, we haven't really got a discussion for this week. No. Okay. Well, what do you think a discussion could be? Let's make one on the spot. What's an issue in the sport right now? What is an issue? Of the What's sport, a good thing though? about sport? No, let's do it. What do I love about Iron Man? Because sometimes we, sometimes people think we're a bit too hard on Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done this before, but let's do it again. Yeah. What is the best thing about Iron Man hmm. for you? Yes. Okay. So and we're, we're th- talking WTC here, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Their the, the company, because, you know, we we we. I think we. The thing is, we do actually deep down know that they're a great business. Mm. We do have some issues with some of the things that do, but, you know, that's our job to kind of expose those things. And sometimes when you expose those things, it seems like you're a bit of a DB downer. Mm-hmm. And we're not DB downers, are we, John? We want them to do well. We yeah. want them to... Yeah, yeah. so We want a win-win situation. Yeah. So what are the great things that WTC are doing right now? Okay, John. I'm going to put my opinion out there at the moment. The 70.3 series is very, very good. Yep. And, I, go. and I'm going to put my opinion out there as well. Hmm. Next week. Next week, okay. Because I've to think about It's going to be a long show. Yes,
2: we are doing website of the week this week.
0: James Hotel, okay. because okay. I've, I've, I've okay. I'm I've, putting music on here. Yes. Okay, let's the music. Website of the week. Okay, let me pull it up. John, pull it up. Pull it up. Is no, going to no, be times... What should we do? Sponsor first. Okay. Yes, Coffees of Hawaii <laughs> sponsor.com. <laughs> now,
2: a couple of people, well, well, basically, we're going to carry on the same thing. We all know you're the best coffee in the world from Coffees of Hawaii.com.
0: Go to our. Um, if you haven't got it yet, sort your crap out. That's all yeah. we're going to say. Sort it out. How many years have you have been listening to the show? And if you haven't got it. And any. how many years, how many episodes? They've, they've supported us for over 200, I'd say over 300 shows. We've all had epic camps and Hawaii's and.
1: Yeah, we've
0: cool. done over 300 shows. Yeah. And when did they come on board? I'm guessing maybe about 50. I don't know. I'm just no, I would have been before 50. Okay.
2: Yeah. Anyway, they're great support of sport. So go to our talk page, I am talk.me, click on the Coffees of Hawaii logo. That will then take you through to the specials page.
0: So last week we had, you can put photos up on the I am talk and you can, of something representing I am talk, mm-hmm. and you can win a jersey thanks to Albert at I am talk. I mean, I in, am in, in, in talk, although he is kind of a part of I am talk yes. at Coffees of Hawaii. And we've had three, we're put it down to three. Uh, we're going to have Carl a vote. has got a good one. Okay. Okay, cool. Middle-Eye Minutes, which yes, is with yes. <laughs> Belle and it's am Talk. Yes. And, and, and I will give her some credit here. That was totally her idea. Right. I'm yeah. not that innovative. Okay. So, so value you rock. Okay. But you want you actually think it comes down to these two. Well,
2: no. We, we, uh, so, we, we had a post. You go, go back. Go oh, back sorry. and open up those six comments there. Uh, 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 uh. So, we, we basically had a page, a page, uh, a, a there we go. There Put we your go. best I am talk profile pictures up here. Okay. Um, and so what we will do is we will decide on I don't get these ones to be honest. Yeah, I don't think they were they didn't seem to have anything on there. I couldn't find it. Yeah. But the ones that we, we we will narrow it down to is Jeez. Just open that open this it's
0: open It's Brian.
2: Yeah, leave, leave it there, leave it there. You don't want to touch it? No, just okay. So we had John Hancock. Nice. mountain snail running down the finish chute at Ironman New Zealand wearing his I am talk top. Yep. Brian Lafleur.
0: Which we'll talk about in a second, but he's, he's got a, quite a good one. And Emma Mackey. And can Emma I, have Mac- look? I haven't seen her. Can yeah, have a look yeah, You go see it there. Oh, look at don't, this. Don't oh, I can go back. This. I can go back. I can look at the photo. Emma Mackey, you rock the party. She's getting a tattoo.
1: Mm.
2: Wearing her I Am Talk bike jersey. That is pretty good. Nice. Okay, so those are the three. And she said that it was, uh, she wasn't getting a, an M dot on her or something like
0: that. So those are the three. So we've got a choice Emma of the three. Emma I must say, you must have the cons- most consistent smile of all time. You look at all her photos here, John. Mm-hmm. Look at all the different photos. Oh, wait yes. a um, Pull up the photo. Uh, look at this. All her photos. Mm-hmm. The smile is always perfect. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Perfect, smile. Perfect, smile. perfect smile. Perfect smile. Very perfect good. smile. Perfect smile. Perfect smile. Photogenic, smile. some would say. Well, wow, I'm just starting. Yeah. She's just copied and pasted the smile everywhere. Good to smile. Okay. So anyway, John, I'm going back to so, Iron talk. Got Jan,
2: John Hancock running down the first chute um, in his Iron Talk jersey. We've got Emma Mackey, who's
0: getting a tattoo. And then and Brian LeFleur. Yeah. Now, his is pretty gold because he's actually gone and got a photo of his – He's got a, it must have been a photo taken his his tattoo um, of swim bike run on his back. Mm. But then he's gone and put in the coffees of Hawaii logo on there, the Iron Talk logo on there. And at the same time, he's done Dez and Troy on his yes. biceps. And those are big Dez and Troys. Be- bigger than mine. <laughs> bigger than a lot of people, I think. Yeah. So we're gonna you're going to set up a little
2: vote. People can vote which they think is uh, the best. Okay. And then they, they,
0: that person will get a How do I do this? Talk jersey. What I'm going to try to do, team, hopefully I can figure this out. Go to our Facebook questions. page. Questions. Questions. There we go. Can you do a poll? Yeah, well, that's what I think questions are. Okay. Add poll options. Who mm. wins the jersey? Yes.
2: That will be on our Facebook page um, once the show comes out, and you can vote to see who's best. And this is all courtesy of Coffees of Hawaii. There's three
0: options. You vote for the one next week. We'll announce the winner. Yes, nice. And you can vote too, John. We can vote. Sounds good. Okay, good. Democracy. We live in a democracy. We live in a democracy. Okay. Website of the week. Website of the week. Oh, that was Coffees of Hawaii, by the way. Copies of why.com. check it Yeah, out. thank you Albert
2: so we've delayed this one a couple of weeks so I can't delay any further where is it nah uh, it's on the show uh, notes yeah. Here we are. and so there's going to be times over the life of I am Talk yes. where we may repeat some things
0: well you know what five years you can put up with us the location of yes. repeating it.
2: so this has been we have um, highlighted this site before but James Botel sent it through and, and I agree that it's probably worth highlighting again because it is regularly updated so it's called runtry.com And on the site, he basically does um, analysis of a lot of the Ironmans, a lot of the seventy point threes. I think he also does uh, some marathons and what have you, and really goes into them, looks at average times, um, DNF rate, um,
0: analyzing. It's not like Thorsten, really, isn't it? Yeah, but Thorsten told us us how to say his name properly, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, and. You that one through to me. You t- <laughs> did. You tried to pull that he, trick no, on the me. No, because the thing about Thorsten is he sends them always both to us. Yes. So you can't say that to me.
2: you He even tried to pull the trick on me this morning. I sent him an email and said, I didn't get that. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Um, so really, what he goes through. and, wow, and So it's just a good analysis. If you're looking for a fast race, this will help you. He has done um, qualifying. Um, which race has got um, say a bigger spread in qualifying and what have you, so really just some statistical information if you 're looking for fast course if you 're looking for a slow hard course if you 're looking. Um, whatever you're looking for, there's generally going to be something on there. It's good stuff. So, for well, example,
0: if you want to do 70.3, the fastest would be Ironman 70.3 Brazil, and Branson would be the slowest at average time of 6:33. So, whereas Brazil's
2: 5:09. Obviously, when you're talking averages, you know you're going to have your your outliers. Yeah, and kind stuff of depends on oh, but,
0: but, nice word of the outliers.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, nice. And also, de- <laughs> to, to some leg. degree, depend on the, the strength of the field. But it's going to give you a ballpark number. If you're going to do Branson, you're going what to... to have...
0: expect. Stats from 2000... Analysis from 2002 to present.
2: Yeah. There we go. So oh. he's got qualifying slots by event, qualifying times by event. Um, this
0: is a labour of love. Because yeah. I can't imagine he's making any money from it. Because he's got a
2: few books and stuff as well. So buy a side book from him. Side. Buy a book because...
0: it's he's just... Far. Yes. So if you are looking at doing a race and you want to choose like the hardest race or you want to try and figure out the qualification times for your Kona race that you're going to, you can go to this white site, runtry.com, and he also has the, the marathons for the world's toughest marathons. He says, Boston
2: features as the easiest race on time, and although it is point to point and net loss in elevation, times so will be skewed by qualifiers and caliber of runners. Oh,
0: true. So because it's such a good field, mm. it may look easier, but technically mm. it's actually probably not. Unless Albert Boyce, yes. the fastest marathoner in the world. For his age group. Well, I just say yeah.
2: So, so check, check, check it out. Run try uh, was it Run try is that what it's called?
0: Yeah. Runtry.com. Okay, now we're gonna put an interview of Gordo, and it's sorry again, Gordo, for not saying goodbye. Yes. Goodbye, Gordo. Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. I don't You'll know say why goodbye. I say, say hello. hello.
0: Maybe I'll listen to the Beatles this week. Yeah, Beatles. Uh, I get a bit sick of the Beatles. It's mm, true. Mm. They got some classics. They have got some classics. What's your favourite Beatles song then? I don't know. I like the one. I heard the news today. Oh
2: yeah, boy, it's a good one. It's yep. good one. Yeah, yep. Sergeant Pepper's is quite quite like that. Got a bit of a good kick, kick to the start of it. Yeah, yep. Okay, okay. okay.
0: Here we go. Just renting.
2: Here we go. Okay, so we've got uh, over the last few weeks we've we've discussed various different nutritional subjects. Bob C. Yeah, talking about metabolic efficiency. We had the paleo diet, and there seems to be a, a fair amount of. Confusion and questions about paleo-style eating because it is quite different, um, and it's it's very different to what we've been taught in the past in terms of how much carbohydrate we should be um, playing around with. And uh, somebody who's tried not only nutritional things but also you know, lots of different aspects of training is. Um, Gordo Byrne, who we got on the show, and he's going to talk to us a bit from about, Endurance Corner. From Endurance Corner, talk to us about his sort of experiences with different nutritional strategies, and particularly the, the Paleo diet. So, welcome along, Gordo. Hey guys, is the uh, the full family the, 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 your kids of yours going to be straight on the fruit and veggies and the Paleo stuff? <laughs>
1: actually, it's pretty funny. My the uh, well, I I actually think nutrition starts before you get out of your mom. Mm. And uh, an interesting thing is with. With Lex, our first child, um, she doesn't she doesn't like junk food because she's never had it. Uh, so she eats super super healthy, uh, and that's just been instinctive because it was. I guess I don't know if it was what she was used to, or maybe that was all we ever gave her the option for. Yep. But when when you if you offer her junk food or anything like that, she's got no interest. Oh, that's good. So, but that'll probably change once she's in school, and you know you get the social pressure going on.
2: Yeah. So you know you've tr- you've tried different things, um, and you've come from a background of uh, you know be doing the corporate lifestyle and, and probably doing the the the. the, the Excesses, eating, in way. excesses, and uh, you had a, you had a little bit of a, a little bit of a belly on the on the when you first started into your triathlon, and and I'm sure you when you I'd imagine when you first started you 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 were looking at the carbohydrate model, but I think fairly early on you certainly got into a very healthy eating pattern, and um, from my understanding it was along the lines of the paleo diet because you're mentioned in the paleo diet for athletes book, so. Yep. Um, Tell us about you know, your experiences with the paleo diet and, and how you sort of adapt it for being a an endurance athlete. Yeah. Well,
1: a couple. Uh, before we get into like uh, any brand name stuff, I think it's a, I think there's a couple points that are relevant to my experience. First up, I was overweight. I was a fat guy and I was out of shape. Um, and and through nutrition and through training, I was able to become decent. Uh, I think a lot of the nutrition tips that we get uh, quite often are from people that don't have experience with being out of shape and overweight. So if you know if somebody's had a body fat of eight to ten percent their entire life, they simply will not be able to relate to the rest of us that put on fat fairly easily if we're not eating properly. Mm-hmm. A- a- as well, I think a number of people that have maybe gotten famous for certain nutritional strategies, We're not and are not particularly decent athletes themselves, so they've never actually had to figure out nutrition in terms of a high-performance environment for themselves. Mm. Uh, And and so I think that gives me a slightly unique perspective just because of my my background. Now, on the paleo uh, diet, it all started from way back, and I think it was my second season of triathlon. I, I went and spent a weekend with Joe Friel. And I don't know if you can do it now. You might still be able to. But Joe would basically give you a personal camp uh, across a weekend. And he was living in Fort Collins at the time. So I went up to Fort Collins and paid him for a, basically a whole weekend consult. And through that weekend, I basically just ate uh, Joe the way Joe likes to eat. And, um, you know, it's pretty much, I mean, paleo, people get distracted by brand names and things like that i think if you look at really what it is it's a it's a balanced diet so it's not you know it's not carb heavy um and it's a relatively unprocessed diet uh and i think the and those are the key things that i think people should focus on is you know eating real food and eating an appropriate amount of both total nutrition in terms of your total intake as well as total carb carbohydrate um, because I think most people, uh, they tend to eat, you know, if you're gaining weight, I mean, you're, you're eating a little bit too much. And I think a lot of people, particularly busy people, will go for convenience foods. Uh, and that's, you know, the sports nutrition and the highly processed foods, which uh, are not great if you're looking to stay full and maintain a stable weight.
2: I think um one, particularly one of the areas, and, and I know we, we shouldn't, we, we want to try to get away from brand names, but the, the paleo diet is what people seem to be drawn towards at the moment. And and in my mind, I understand the basic logic of it in terms of, you know, it is unprocessed. It's a huge amount of fruit and vegetables um, and your lean meats. What a lot of people seem to be struggling with is firstly um, the elimination of your, your wheats um, and of your... Um, the staple carbohydrates that a lot of people are used to in terms of breads, pastas, etc., and I think most people can understand the logic that that should be reduced, and perhaps they have gone too heavy on that, but um, are probably potentially struggling to eliminate that. And the, but the same token, um, also with your, your dairy products that a lot of people are used to. So, what? Yeah. How have you sort of adapted? Because I know you didn't eliminate. Dairy, because I remember you yeah. going through cottage cheese like it's nobody's business, and yeah. um, and have you eliminated those things? I know you eliminated bread there, and I used, but, to, I used to tease you. I used to, I used to cook this hot bread um, at home, and yeah, <laughs> I would machine. get really
1: pissed off. The bread machine, man, that thing was killer. <laughs> I, I I think most, I think a lot of people will find that they perform better on a low gluten diet. And I don't mean a no gluten diet. I mean a low gluten diet. Uh, I happen to be somebody that holds a lot of water if I eat a lot of bread. Uh, The other thing is, bread's relatively empty calories. Uh, You know, if you compare, you know, you can have four pieces of toast with some spread on it, that'll get you to about 500 calories. Or you could have 500 calories of fruit salad, both carbohydrate, but the fruit salad will leave you feeling fuller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got more, uh, you know, micronutrients. Uh, it's got more water in it. If you're an athlete, it'll help with your hydration. Um, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a more efficient overall strategy uh, for, for an athlete and a working athlete. But it takes a little bit of effort because you don't just whack four pieces of bread in a toaster and then, uh, you know, spread peanut butter on it. You got to mm-hmm. actually chop fruit and go shopping. Um, and so it takes a little bit of organization and a bit of effort so that's that's one thing you know if we're talking about bread, uh, I think bread's kind of like dead calories it's sort of like sugar mm-hmm. um, the The other thing is that it's relatively straightforward you, you know i I eat a ton of quinoa and um, uh, and for people that haven't heard of quinoa before it's q u i n o a and it's just a seed and um, you know it's uh, you cook it just like rice, you use it like rice, you can use it like oatmeal. Uh, it 's you know I tolerate it really well, and for the volume it's it 's got less calories than if you were eating something else, like say oatmeal, so again, it fills you up and it gives you what you need mm. um, and I think that is you know I think you, you should just be looking at areas where you can change rather than you know looking to eliminate so I think nutrition is a gradual shift the way I eat now has been evolving over. Well, probably 15 years since Johnny and I were living together, mm. um, and, and I think where people tend to go wrong and where they run into this big struggle is they decide, well, today's the day, and I'm going to completely change the way I eat, and and that just doesn't work. I mean, it needs to be gradual change, and and where should people focus? I think bread's an easy thing to focus on mm-hmm. um, because it's you know it's relatively low. Uh, in terms of nutrients. So you want to kind of swap that out and get something's got a few more nutrients in. The other thing is sugar. You can, you know, and that's where dairy comes in. A lot of people use their dairy really as a sugar uh, crutch. There's a lot of sugar in yogurts that people can have. Uh, and and really, there's just an excuse, again, just for easy calories. I mean, you can throw down, I mean, Johnny's seen me do it. I, you know, I could throw down a liter of, uh, you know, a kilo of Y- y- you know, low-fat yogurt, and it doesn't really do anything other than just pour a bunch of calories into me. Mm. And and I think again, it's just you want to be thinking nutrition rather than be thinking. All right, certain things are bad, and certain things are good. I mean, there's a you guys know John Hellemans down in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've had him on the show before, or maybe or if you yeah, had no, you we, have, we have. Months, yep. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he, he doesn't have any brand names. It's just, you know, good, balanced nutrition. Don't overeat. Make sure you're giving yourself enough fuel to recover. And don't get too wrapped up. I mean, by the time, you know, this paleo thing gets really extreme, you know, by the time you're worrying about whether you're having a banana versus an apple, yeah. uh, you know, odds are it's pretty good. Your overall nutrition. And, you know, so I think people that tend to struggle, they they either say, oh, it's too difficult to change or they're just trying to change too much at one time. Yeah.
2: What about in terms of um, uh, this? Again, we've had a few questions on that. When you're in a very hard training phase, and so let's say epic camp, yeah. for example, um, again, people are saying they're really struggling and they're, they're running out of energy and their and understanding of it. So, we, uh, is they're not taking in enough carbs? How do you? Did you sort of approach, say, an epic camp style camp where yeah. a lot of us just go bananas and it's just a complete carb fest um, How did you sort of approach that?
1: Yeah, this is a really good question, Johnny. So uh, there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few concepts that I want to share with your listeners. The first is your sugar threshold. There's an amount of training that you can do each day where you're not going to require a whole lot of Coca-Cola and a ton of sports drink. Um, you know, For instance, if all I was doing was an hour worth of walking and an hour worth of yoga every single day, I could probably be on a very low-carbohydrate uh, diet. I mean, I know I can't because I've, I've done it. So the amount of carbohydrate that we actually need is going to depend on our activity. And as well, it'll depend on the intensity of that activity. Now, because we each have different uh, abilities to burn fat, uh, if, you, if, if you're an athlete that tends to uh, not lose weight even when you're training Uh, you know, at moderate levels, then your fat burning might not be all that great. Uh, So, uh, you know, as a result, if you're going to do something like Epic Camp or you're going to do a really intense block, you're going to find yourself getting sugar cravings. And and you're going to need to feed those sugar cravings if you want to do training. So what you need to understand as an athlete, particularly if you're an overweight athlete or an athlete that's looking to lean out, is you're going to need to trade off training stress with the ability to to use fat. Um, and that's why the best time to lean out is during the uh, early season and when you're doing your base training because you're not under a lot of pressure to do a lot of highly intense training. Uh, and, and I think, so that's the first concept. And so an athlete that's 20 pounds overweight is going to get a lot more speed to the finish line, particularly for Ironman and half Ironman by getting rid of that fat than they are by doing a bunch of highly intense training that they're, they're not going to be able to access on race day. And this is an essential point for Ironman. Um, you know, you, you got it, you got to get the weight off. And you get the weight off by uh, having a balanced diet that's low in sugar. I mean, I think that's the easiest way to explain it. And and I get people to focus on processed sugar uh, as opposed to you know trying to eliminate fruit and stuff like that because the the fruit I find leaves people feeling relatively full, so they don't overeat on other things.
2: And mm. you know, I now, think now, um, uh, if, if you look at um, Bob Sieberhard's book, it talks a lot about your the periodization of the nutrition and I think that's what you're sort of getting at there is, you know, most of us um, probably eat the same way year, year round, obviously we'd eat more during the, you know, our heavy training, but, you know, most people would still have a lot of their pastas and all that sort of stuff when they're not necessarily training very much. So I think that periodization concept is, is quite an important. No, one
1: again, don't you know you don't need to load up on pasta. Mm. Uh, it, it's just not required. Uh, you know pastas and breads and things like that. They, they, that's not a great way. I think you're much better off doing quinoa, uh, rice potatoes, things that the body can process relatively easily. Uh, I, I think a lot of folks will find that if they, they eat a lot of stodge, um, you know, a lot of heavy pastas and things like that, it's going to make them feel slow. Whereas if you're sticking to, you know, potatoes, uh, rice, oatmeal, quinoa, those sorts of carbohydrates, it'll, it'll, it'll work a lot better. And then for training, you can use things like you can use juices, you can use rice milk. Uh, things that again are relatively easy on the system and easy to process
2: what about um in terms of how you've evolved with your race nutrition because again the again, come back to the you know the paleo word that that that's sort of perhaps prescribing um, that we look at our race nutrition differently. Have you sort of stuck with a sports nutrition product um, yeah. uh, and and how have you done that?
1: Another good one, Johnny. great question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think your listeners need a, they need to have an honest conversation with themselves about why they're in sport. Are they in sport for high performance? or are they in sport for health? Because there is a trade-off between uh, being able to be a high performance uh, in a high- performance situation versus having sport for health. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at most elite female triathletes, they would def- They tend to be optimized for performance as opposed to being optimized for health. And it's, it's more obvious with the ladies because they look so different from, say, uh, a healthy mid-pack female athlete. The guys are the same thing. A lot of the guys are sort of chronically uh, hungry and uh, a little bit half-starved. Uh, you know, when you look at those incredibly lean athletes. And that that may be viable for a few years. But if you're a working athlete, you may not necessarily find that your best best lifetime health uh, results from you know emulating uh, the absolute best athletes' nutrition. So that's kind of a little opener. Now, in terms of racing, it's totally different. Uh, you know, I've got what I, I've got my my daily nutrition, my training nutrition, and my race nutrition. You know, if I if uh, you guys must have, you guys I know you guys have Mac on. You know, Maca talks, yeah. uh, talks about Coca talks about Coca Cola and Ironman. Uh, and, you know, that's that's my uh, race beverage of choice. If if I could do my entire day on cola, I would now that uh, and that would probably be, you know, when I rode my bike across America with Klaus Bjorling, we had a lot of Dr. Pepper uh, for for nine weeks. And it's a very effective fuel supply when you're training. The issue is your teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, they are. I mean, yeah, I damaged yeah. my enamel, your teeth will fall out. And I can't imagine what it's going to be doing to my kidneys and my liver and everything if I was living on that, you know, nonstop. So, there's a, I, I make a health decision that you know 360 days a year I'm gonna I'm gonna try and eat healthy, real food and minimize that sports nutrition. And then when I race, I'm gonna go full throttle with like sugar and caffeine with cola, uh, and and that, and that's my racing nutrition, which is totally separate from uh, you know my day to day nutrition. So, so I, th- I think if you try and do an Ironman on nothing but, you know, cashews and bananas, it's not going to go all that great for you. Unless unless you're g- going to be out there 14, 15 hours, in which case your overall intensity is going to be pretty low, and you could probably get through the whole thing just eating real food. So what's your current strategy? like? Because I know you're mainly doing um,
2: half Ironmans now.
1: Are you basically yeah.
2: solely fueling yourself on Coke, or are you supplementing that with other no. things?
1: Oh, you mean in a race? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you can't get cola on the uh, you can't get cola on the bike leg, so I, I use I use Infinite and I and I like their heat mix because it has a a few more electrolytes in it. So for for my for my bike nutrition, I'll use Infinite. The run, I tend to just go with um, I tend to go with cola because you can get it uh, on the run. And then in my my training nutrition, here's something I do that's different from other people. In training, I'll actually train on the infinite recovery stuff. So I'll train on a recovery drink. And the reason for that is I wanna get some protein in me across the day. So on my long rides uh, in particular, I'll have one or two bottles of recovery that I'll use strategically across the workout the other thing I'll use when I'm doing epic style training, multi-day training uh, I want to keep my digestion settled I'll snack on nuts across the day so I got a source of fat so that again that kind of, I don't know if any of you guys ever, I mean everybody's probably had it you know if you ever try and live on like Gatorade for 10 hours, there comes a point where your digestion just totally rebels and then you just got to go to you you know you got to hit the porta potties and that so so if, I find if I can keep some real food across the day, protein and fat, I can keep my digestive system settled down.
0: So I suppose the one thing, you know, like if, if our listeners have been listening to our, this show over the last kind of two months, we've had a lot of kind of talk around this nutrition discussion. And, and I think if anything, we've probably created more confusion than people than anything. So I suppose if, if we were kind of trying to condense it down to some basic guidelines, what do you think those guidelines should be?
1: Okay. Yeah. good. Um, eat less. Sugar. Is that a good question? Very good question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, n- number one, eat less sugar. Most athletes, when I look at their nutrition, they're they're eating they're eating more sugar than required for their activity level, and and particularly if you're if you're tra- if you find that you're a bit overweight, uh, you, that's an easy way if you can reduce the sugar. And there's a lot of lot of ways that people get sugar in their diet. You know, you can get it through. Uh, you know, evaporated cane juice. They try and sneak it in in a lot of different ways. So that's why if you stick with real food, they can't sneak sugar in. The other thing I would uh, recommend that people do is try and have a, a protein source with every single meal uh, that you have. So eggs, fish, meat. Um, try and get protein uh, into your diet across the whole day. I think that that tends to work for people. Um, and those would be those would be the main things, you know. Eat less sugar. Uh, try and get protein with every meal, uh, and then pay attention to what's going on. Frequent shifts in weight, you know, either going up or going down, uh, is a sign that your nutrition is not sorted out. I mean, the ability to hold a stable weight is the hallmark of an effective nutrition strategy, and I think most athletes if they're honest with themselves are always trying to lose weight and that's not a smart place to be i think a much better way is get yourself to a weight where you are strong and powerful and just stay at that weight and then you know maybe trim your nutrition a little bit when you come into a uh, you know a key race where you might want to be a touch lighter but if you can get to a stable training weight where you're not binging you know, you're you're recovering well and you're training well, then you've got an effective nutrition strategy and trying to, you know, trying to get the next magic supplement or the, the next magic diet is not the right way to do it. It's not required. So no sugars. Um, no, you miss, you, you know, eat oh, less sugar. Less sugars, sorry. You, you, yeah. And, that, and again, it's really important. Don't eliminate stuff. Just, just, you know, if you've got a change you want to make, then just, you know, like, Cut, cut it in half. So, you know, if you're eating pizza six days a week, if you go to three days a week and you, you replace those other three meals with, you know, chicken stir fry with quinoa, you're going to be ahead. And I think where people go wrong is they try and go cold turkey on themselves and then they get frustrated and they say, oh, it's too difficult. Or then they start, you know, making up stories. Oh, I just have low energy, so I got to go back to eating Mars bars. Yep. Um, you know, you're just fooling yourself.
0: So less sugar, a bit of protein with each meal, and obviously unprocessed foods as much as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it, it, uh, keep it relatively simple. I mean, it doesn't need to be complex. I mean, you know, the basic meals that I eat, scrambled eggs with quinoa, uh, a huge salad with some sort of protein. I eat wraps, stir fry. I mean, those. That's it. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You don't need a lot of sophistication to have an effective. Uh, strategy, Johnny, you should share your beetroot burgers with people. Those things are good. I, sh- I should put them in my recipe book that's I've. Uh, that, um, it's been milling on for the 10 site years. for about
2: 10 years. There you so, go. Good one. Um, we had a couple of questions from some listeners. Tim Gardner was saying he's in his Man build-up to Man Wales. And he's brought the paleo books as so he's interested in doing that. But is that something? I know we've discussed um, the, the rationale behind changing nutrition. But in terms of timing for people that are in an Ironman build, say they're looking at, they say they've got um, lane at the end of the month, they've got Placid in July, or I'm or in UK in August or whatever. How, is there any sort of tips you'd give them in terms of um, uh, doing this in a, in a safe manner so they don't uh, their, their body doesn't completely rebel on them?
1: Yeah, I think the, um, uh, again, incremental change would be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, uh, you know, overall, the reason we gain weight is, is it's not what we're doing while we're training. It's what we're doing when we're not training. So if he's going to focus on something, try and clean up your non-training nutrition. And by that, I mean just try and make it a little bit more healthy. Uh, and, and I think if you focus on nutrition and health, Uh, With the changes that you make, you can supplement your Ironman training. During Ironman training and during your long sessions and your key sessions, it's really important to learn how to effectively fuel yourself and hydrate yourself. So I wouldn't try and do anything fancy there in terms of, you know, use the sports nutrition products, uh, teach yourself how to eat, Um, particularly for the stronger, larger men, uh, you got to learn Uh, And and you got to prove your hydration and your nutrition strategy well before race day, uh, would be my advice to him. Cool. And one other one we
2: had from Nick Hutton, and this is related to the paleo diet. Given the average caveman didn't live long beyond their late 20s and early 30s, how is he planning to um, combat osteoporosis and poor dental development due to the low calcium content of the diet? What is he substituting for saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths, given the staples of the paleo diet are no longer available? So calcium side of things, cause, because I know the, the paleo diet sort of is... is no de- dairy. No dairy. Um, so you're saying you, you, know, you, you, you still have dairy, but you know, it's all in moderation?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the... Uh, I mean, I I know the technical answer to get into a scientific argument with Nick, but my my advice, rather than arguing and worrying about not being able to get woolly mammoths, would be just eat a (laughs) balanced diet. I mean, you know, that's why... This whole getting hooked on brand names is a waste of time because yeah. you're, you're going to choose one thing and then you're going to have an argument about it and it's going to completely distract you from the big point, which is that real food is superior to Taco Bell and McDonald's. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't go too far one way or the other. Try and, you know, just be balanced and just look for appropriate levels of carbohydrate. And then the other thing that uh, I really want to touch on because you you talk about metabolic efficiency mm. metabolic efficiency for a lot of athletes is really just a fancy name for chronic depletion so the athlete is looking for an excuse to undereat. uh it's attractive to people that think they need to lose weight uh people that think they can go fast if they can just get skinny enough and just deplete enough and that's why the focus needs to be on strength quality of training and speed of recovery Um, You know, if if you're training appropriately, you'll get enough depletion on your long days. You don't need to teach yourself how to do an Ironman on nothing but a bagel. I mean, it's just not going to work. You can't go fast if you're not eating, just Mm -hmm. the way it is. Um, and, And that's why, you know, like one of the advantages I had when I was doing fast Ironman races was that I could tolerate taking in 600 calories an hour on the bike. And that gives me a huge advantage in terms of being, you know, being able to process calories and having calories on board maybe that still haven't been processed, but they're in my gut. And then I'm using fluids and things like that across the marathon, and I'm able to go really fast. Um, going fast, particularly for a man, requires the ability to produce quite a bit of energy, and you just don't have enough glycogen in your body. For an Ironman to go fast on no food at all doesn't work. I mean, you just can't. It just can't can't be done. So,
2: so why, how, why for you? How, how were you? And how did you enable yourself to be able
1: to tolerate that amount of calories um, during the the bike league? Well, you used to, you know, swim swim five thousand meters at QE2 pool. Doesn't exist anymore. Get...
2: Can't do it. Can't do it. Doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> okay, so okay. you know, eat eat my first breakfast and then go swim five thousand meters long course. Get out of the pool and have uh, oatmeal with smoked salmon, Uh, maybe some recovery drink, get on my bike, ride a century, Uh, you know, using my Ironman nutrition strategy, get off and run 10K. I mean, you know, just train yourself to eat and drink. Uh, I think also get really fit in your low to moderate intensity zone. In other words, have the ability to produce decent power with your heart rate down. And for me, let's say I'm riding a half Ironman uh, at 150 beats a minute. I got very, very efficient at 130 beats a minute on my bike. And so I was able to tolerate... Uh, calories and things like that, and then during race day, I'm not obviously I'm not eating oatmeal and smoked salmon when I get you know in T1. Instead, I'm having sports drink and things that are easy for me to tolerate and easy for me to process, and then everything's easier on race day. And then your heart rate might be a little bit elevated. Say you're in the low 140s until you settle, um, but because the overall composition of your nutrition is easier, you're able to tolerate it. And I think you just you just have to train it, train your ability to eat, and this focus on depletion means that you get really good at depleting, but you don't get all that good at being able to process calories, which is a key thing uh, for men, particularly men that want to go fast in Ironman. Mm. Oh, nice.
2: So what's happening with Endurance Corner at the moment? I know, we know you've had uh, at least one of your camps this year. Um, what's, yeah. what's coming up and um, what's happening?
1: Oh, thanks for that, guys. Uh, the, uh, we've got a key thing that's coming up is uh, on June 19th, we've got our Boulder camp. It's uh, 10 uh, CEUs, continuing education units for American coaches, USAT coaches. Oh, really? And we've got, That's cool. Yep. And we've got Chrissy and Rinny doing a couple of talks in the evening uh, for the people that attend. And it's a week-long training camp in Boulder. So we've got a couple slots for that. The other thing is, first week of August, we're doing a tour of Colorado uh all the details for that are on the website. I think that August camp's gonna be really special. We're gonna take people all over the Rockies and they get a chance to check things out.
0: How long is that camp?
1: Uh that's a week long camp. And, so and both both camps are a week long. And and many spots available in both or uh actually we just have a couple spots available on the boulder camp and we've got five left on the uh so on, on the, the August camp. Eh? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, in terms of ability, um, obviously on Epic Camp we have sort of a, a standard, but in terms of ability-wise, for your camps, um, who should be applying?
1: The the Boulder Camp is appropriate for anybody, uh, you know, all different all different levels. We get, we get a wide range on that camp. The uh, Tour Colorado Camp, I, th- I think, you know, uh, you know, somebody that's uh, mid-pack uh, half Ironman or mid-pack Ironman uh, fit right in. Uh the main thing we offer moderate options every day, so you don't need a you don't need to flog yourself. And we also split it up into different groups and we put a couple coaches with each group so we've got, you know, fast, medium and uh, you know, friendly. And that's so people get to go their own speed friendly yeah, and, nice. and johnny yeah. our friendly group is really friendly it's not it's not like not like epic camp friendly where you know it's friendly unless i'm feeling
0: good and then i'm gonna crush it so um, it's, um, it's, it's it, for those people listening you know if you are looking for great camps these camps are really good not just because you get out there and train but it's, it's more the education you get from having great coaches around it and the shared experiences you're having with other athletes so if you are looking to take your training to that next step and you're kind of looking for that boost you know we can't recommend camps like the endurance corner camps enough you know they're really Really are uh, pretty great, especially if you've got people like Chrissy and Rennie talking. Exactly, yeah.
2: and, uh, and any parenting tips God, for, for those? Summer, <laughs> Here we go. In, uh, debt,
0: yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Actually, I arrived. do, and, and I get this a lot because I, I, I coach a lot of athletes that have kids. Um, I, I would say the key thing is uh, in that three month period after uh, you have after the kid comes, try and avoid any ambitious race goals. So open up your schedule post. Uh, birth would be a key thing. The other thing that I think is important is have a deal with your spouse that if they ask you to do something you'll do it and, and put the family and, and give them the option to you know call on you as and when required. I think that's that's something that's worked really well for Monica and me so what you know if if she's if everything's under control that's great i can kind of go ahead and do my training but if it but if i need to make some changes sh- i trust her to let me know and then i make those changes to support the family
2: great. great i'll be interested to see how that evolves over the next couple of years when you catch up to where i'm at now interesting times once I get to two three wait,
0: wait till they get to 14 mate that's when it all changes <laughs>
1: <laughs> well my competition's hoping that i get overwhelmed <laughs>
2: Awesome, well we know you're busy so you've got things to crack on and we've got to finish off the show so thanks again for coming on as always and if anybody wants to check out anything just go to endurancecorner.com
0: Make sure you go there as well because they've got great blogs from all different areas from great people and thinkers in the sport so endurancecorner.com Cool, thanks Gordo
1: Okay guys Sweet Did you have anything else you wanted to say there? Yeah, I'm going to send you guys a link yep. to a one-hour interview that I did on the early days of my career, and it talks about my progression uh, with my own personal nutrition in a bit more detail, just in case anybody wants more information. Cool. Okay. We'll, add that,
0: we'll add that bit on. Well, no, we'll, just put, we, we, we'll just go from here. We'll stop the show, the interview now. That's it. Okay, okay. so we'll put the link to www.imtalk.me. Sweet. Okay, see you right. Uh, your thoughts on Gordo's discussion? Well, this is... Uh, uh, <laughs> That's the thing. There's... I think we've just created so much confusion for people over the last mm. six weeks. Mm. We had him um, on the week first week saying, all carbs. We have Bob on, we say saying, no, you know, metabolic. <laughs> and then we have the paleo guys saying, no carbs. And everyone's going, what am I meant to be doing? And then, as I said, um, like,
2: ask Jens the I Sorry if I've got the name wrong again. Yeah. Um, you know, he's done the study in Kona and the direct correlation to how many, how much... In, you can intake how much calories you can take on board how much carbohydrate you can take on board providing the mix is right is a direct relationship to how well you perform as, yeah. as Gordo was also saying so, so we're, sorry for
0: the confusion but it's good to get, get get all that information together so I suppose the question then is as a listener to the show as an athlete out there listening to the show
2: what do you do? Do as Gordo says.
0: Now, I think you've just got to... Uh, I didn't think Gordo had a good wrap-up of it.
2: That's the thing, and that's what I've been playing around with is paleo diet. I can't quite cope with the, the no-wheats. N- no it's, it's, yep. it's, not, it's not no carbs. It's, it's like remo- yeah, removal yeah, of your wheat products. Um, so what I've done is I've reduced that significantly, and I'm looking to pick up other areas, but I'm not into elimination of things. same with dairy. i I keep dairy in my diet mm. um, so that's sort of where I'm at with it but uh, on the whole I think that we all understand the principles it's a matter of making it happen in terms of lots of fruit lots of veggies I've always now got a fruit salad in my uh, fridge and then every couple of days I'll make up some other sort of salad so I've got something good to snack on whether it be a chickpea and and couscous salad or quinoa or whatever I sort of choose I've always got yeah, some quinoa. yeah Oh, I've never I'm tried it. Saying. It's all right. I'm not. I'm not I'm a huge fan. But is that bit of a tasteless type product? It's just weird. It's a little seedy sort of thing. Okay. And um, no, it actually, it's got a little bit of taste. It has got a little bit of taste, but it's one of those things you wouldn't just eat it. It's like eating plain boiled rice. Yeah, you got to yeah, mix it in and, with a whole yeah.
0: bunch of things, and
2: it's it is a better option.
0: Okay. So yeah, hopefully with. Add some clarity to the discussion this week, mm. hopefully, because I know we're getting lots of emails from people and we're changing. You know, everyone's last six weeks, everyone's had a different diet every week. Mm. So, our uh, sponsor, Extreme Endurance. Okay, John, I'm going to pull this up because Extreme Endurance currently is, is a product that is approved under the Sport Informed Sports and Informed Choices program.
2: And this is important because um, we do, it is really difficult to figure out where. That boundary lies between um, uh, cheating and enhancing your performance through supplementation and endurance, extreme endurance. To, to make sure that it's it is clear, they have their product um, go through the informed choice program, which is well respected across the board, saying that this is not uh, is basically not a banned substance by the W by the. Uh, By WADA, basically, Informed Choice is a quality assurance program for sports nutrition products. We certify that supplements and or ingredients have been tested for banned substances by the the world-class sporting doping control laboratory, HFL Sports Science. Testing is carried out to standards described by the governing bodies of world sports. Different regulations and conventions exist around the world. Please select the jurisdiction that, that is relevant for you, and then you've got a little box you can put it in, and find your supplement. Which is
0: pretty cool. So let's say you're using a supplement and you're unsure if it's you know got a negative effect or not, you can actually go to this site and write it in. And though as, as this website's up, they've got some of the brands that are coming across, and uh, obviously Extreme Endurance is one of them.
2: And that's re- it's really important because there have been athletes, um, Rebecca Keat, springs to mind, yep. who basically. It was proven that she tested positive through taking a sports nutrition product. So for the pros, it's really important. For the And for the, for the age groupers out there, yes, the chance of you getting tests, tested is like one in a gazillion. But it's nice just to know that you are having a product that is Do legal. many
0: age groupers would be taking drugs? Yes. Not many, not many. Oh, no, not <laughs> I was going to say that you were kind of... But there are people
2: out there taking drugs. So that's, that's my point is, yes, there are. But it's not a big percentage, but I would, I've got no
0: doubts there are. Do you think you've ever raced someone who you thought were you? Um, Even back in the day when you were kind of sharp? Oh, I don't. I've never really thought about You were never it. suspicious of anyone? Not anybody I knew, no. No, but even like in a race, you're going, oh, that guy's." Mm,
2: I wasn't at a high enough level. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've got everybody's got these suspicions around athletes that are on the circuit at the moment. Um, um, and I'm not going to name names.
0: Well, because you would too, because you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But so, so, one thing we know about extreme endurance is that you're not going to be caught dumb for drugs cheats because it's not illegally legally, a non-legal substance. So, but it's really good that they're actually going to things like in Um just you know, they're getting it tested to make sure that you guys aren't going to get any problems when using so their product.
2: If you want to get extreme endurance, um, go to xendurance.com and use the code talk, and that gives you 20% discount. And as we said before, if you're outside the regions that they currently have sort of franchising in or, or to ship directly, you can get in touch with them direct and order your stuff and they will sort that out for
0: you. Okay. Uh, questions yeah. and answers. Oh, Our sponsors are? Um, Athlinks.com, we did first. So. Uh, Facebook Friends. And have and a the on wall. wall page. Yep. Uh, Coffees of Hawaii. Uh, vote. vote. Vote this week, team. Vote, vote, vote. And Extreme Endurance. Um, they're informed. They are informed. informed. We're going to skip. Questions and answers. Oh, you, you? Well, why? Well, because it's. Uh... I got a couple of comments in. Comments, I make a couple of comments? We'll, Zaria, Zana, Zana, Zania Morrison. Zania. I always think Tania with a Z. Yes, well, that's, that's a, how I remember it's it. Easy. Zania Morrison. Uh, she went to Ironman St George. She's got an Iron Talk Jersey, so I'm going to put it on nice. the website this week. And uh, Lee Mr Chaos Gamble mm-hmm. has a, a paleotype meal that okay, he sent through, nice. so I'm going to put that on the website if nice. you wanted to cook up something else as well and I think that's all from my little i got to do my beetroot burger it was good of Gordo to remind me about my beetroot burger He'd it's love been a them. while since
2: you made it it has been a while They're very very messy
0: it's yeah, beetroot is messy it's a great
2: beetroot and then you mix it in with uh, coriander um, breadcrumbs. You're making it tonight, aren't you? i got to okay, look at it. <laughs> breadcrumbs and a few other herbs and spices, and I think it was a couple of eggs to sort of bind it together. Very, very messy, but very, very tasty. Really? Good quality. Maybe you should make it for beetroot. next week's
0: show. That's your mission, okay? I think actually Belinda banned me from making it. Because it made so much not, a mess. I'm
2: not the best tidier upper.
0: Mm. I'm a putter. Whoa,
2: whoa, so you've cooked down an easy theme for an <laughs> No, not to that extreme, but I don't, perhaps.
0: You don't wipe I, the bench as, good as, as thoroughly to as you should. Yeah, level of but it's an impossible standard, John. She does an impossible set an impossible standard. standard.
2: Yeah. You can't win. We've got some issues relating to her impossible standards.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Yeah, there you go. Okay, then. Well, that's so so next week's question. Yeah, yes. I can wait till next week. Mm. Okay, John, what's your goss? It's what gonna gosh. be a long show. It'll be an hour and a half. Yep. Had uh, we had public holiday over here yesterday? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Queen's birthday. Why do we celebrate the Queen's birthday? Mm. Not even her birthday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't have such an issue with it if
2: we actually celebrated on her birthday. But hey, who complains about it? Maybe it's me? an older
0: queen. Mm. It's the Queen Victoria's I've birthday. Got no idea. No. Uh, <laughs> That's most, not even a birthday. Most people just don't complain about having a day off. <laughs> yeah, For us self
2: employed folks, day offs are like. Yeah, it's just another day at the office. Another day at the office. Well, Although I did kind, kind of take the day off. So did I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I normally often don't. Uh, I took the family up to the sign of the Kiwi, which is basically the top of the Port Hills. Yep, nice. And did we you go to the little restaurant there? there? Well, the, yeah. Uh, we then basically walked up. Um, the path to sugar, the sugar life? life. We didn't no, make it to Sugar Life, got up the road walked back around It was raining, it was windy. Oh really? And
0: the family's was, What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> and you go, it's uh, connection
2: time. It was good. <laughs> uh, Fel- Felicity fell asleep on the way the way back down that I, I was carrying her and she's like, Boom, fell asleep and mum's like to uh, carry her for the last bit. Uh Oh, Skype's on Skype's, Skype's on, on. Um so that was good, and then we went to the cafe. So that was our nice little family outing on day off. Training front is going okay. Had a bit of a slightly quiet weekend, but feeling good. I feel my biking is slowly starting. When to are you come off? Back. Oh, not for not till August. Yeah, start start of August. <laughs> Got a bike camp coming. Still a couple of slots left on my camp that is at the end of June, John's Midwinter Madness nice. four-day awesome scenic camp. So what is the route? I, I was telling Matt about the other day, actually. I was mm-hmm. giving you a plug saying, you maybe should do this camp. Mm. What are you doing? Day one, Christchurch Kaikoura, 180 k's. We've got three groups. It's, so we've got people, we've got basically a, a fast group, say so a five-hour, 30- to six-hour group, and then a six-hour sl- and slower group. Um, so we'll just sort of split up. Christchurch Kaikoura 180, have a run down seal colony and back afterwards. Day two, Christchurch, uh, Kaikoura to Hamna. Nice, nice ride. It's a tough ride, though, isn't it? Tough ride. Yeah. Um, that's about 130 k and we'll run off the bike, and we'll have a little... Bit of time down the hot pools that night nice next day is an optional out and back so I'm going to try to get to Springs Junction and back 180k going to be an extremely difficult day but you can turn around at
0: any stage Uh that's hey, a, it's a mentally challenging day when you know you can turn around yes because hey, yes. you're kind of like oh, I've already ridden two days pretty hard uh, and then the last day will be Hamner back to Christchurch I wonder where the third day was going because yeah. I knew it was four days I was going mm. we're doing the triangle so yeah. where's the extra day yes. oh. So out and back hill day so it's going to be good so we've got um, what's the cost
2: Four hundred and seventy-five dollars, pretty much all inclusive, except um, if you've got any particular sports nutrition requirements. But basically, that covers your ACOM and your and your food. Oh,
0: that's pretty great. So it's about hundred bucks a day. Yeah, yeah, uh, sweet. I,
2: it's basically um, I designed the camps to be just a basic training camp. Yeah, you're it's, not getting you're not getting the fluffy cushions. No, it's not an epic style. It is an epic style camp, but it's you know support vehicle. We basically have one aid station per day. The rest is pretty much self supported. So it's just going out there and trying to. Have that epic star experience, testing your central governor, pushing that central governor to new to new places. Oh, really? I have to meet mm.
0: the central governor. Mm. Yeah, so, other
2: than that, Bevan, also have my duathlon series coming up shortly, and some. This ex- is a big ex- plug, really. Exciting, isn't it? <laughs> it's John's advertising special, and exciting news is going to be coming out soon about oh. the House of Travel Triathlon Festival. Oh, I think I'm. Pre- I think Fox. I even know this news. I'm, but I'm pretty pre- excited. Maybe
0: privy to it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I'm pretty times. excited, team. Pretty excited, even what's happening in your world. Well, what's happening in my world? My world, um, long weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm, <laughs> nice. I didn't really get up too much. What have I been up to? I'm running again. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, team. I'm quite proud of the way I've come overcome my plantar fasciitis. I nice. got plantar fasciitis, and you go on the internet, you read anything about plantar fasciitis. Nine months to a year longer. Yep. I, I, and I had it really bad. Like I was, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of pain. It's been two months and it's gone. And the reason I think I did well was that I stopped everything I was doing. I did everything the doctor said. I didn't let my steam make me go back to do exercises too quickly. I built slowly, and now I'm back to running 40 minutes non-stop. I ran 40 minutes non-stop last night. Good intensity, mm-hmm. and no problem, so, which is great, because that means I can actually... I signed up to the Abel Tasman race earlier this year, and I was getting to that time where I was like, I may not be able to train for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Whereas now, I'm kind of feeling like probably 12 weeks, so I can give it a good nudge. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Joe and I may have found another house. Oh, you're gonna be sitting there in that auction. Oh, it's an auction, John. Auctions just suck, don't they? they? Do suck. Just so they o-
2: suck for everybody except the real estate agent and the seller.
0: Well, even it maybe. Seller, yeah, sometimes. Uh, mm. So, we'll be going to the auction mid next week. So we'll find out about that. It's pretty exciting. It's mm-hmm. kind of a nice house, and um, so yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, and
2: it's in, the, it's in my it's in my zone. It's in John zone. Happy to know that the, the podcast will continue. it, yes. has, been, yeah. <laughs> it has been approved. Uh, how far up Hackthorn Road is it? It's about a hundred meters down from the cup. We don't want you to tell too many people about because you might get more people coming for the auction. So that's just, exactly. That's that, a that's a, little a bit horrible house for me. It's a horrible house. That's got to be <laughs> for the, from the Hackthorn. P- probably three hundred thousand dollars worth of work to be done on it. <laughs> up Hackthorn to the cup is about a. Six minute climb, yeah. five minutes if you a few. I would have to do that
0: every day. Yes. And sure. sometimes, because on my job, I go back and forth. So some days I go to the gym three times. There'll be three times up that hill. It'll be some good hill reps. But I reckon. And it's a good steep hill. It's not a little pancake hill. It's mm-hmm. a steep no. one. Good. You know what I did last night, which I've I haven't done for years? Last night. <clears throat> I read a book to my daughter. Oh. Do you read to the kids? Yeah. 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 I read to my kids for, Tyler, for years. And, uh, and I used to love it. And then in the last couple of years, you know, she kind of reads to herself and I go and do the good night, you know. And uh, last night we started reading the book fief together. Okay.
2: Oh, it was, it was quite, it felt quite a special time. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring you around some some more books. Wait, you know. What are you reading? The friendly, cat the, no, the Hungry Caterpillar. The, <laughs>
0: hungry Caterpillar. The Huggle Wugs. I haven't heard of The Huggle wugs. No, it's not very good. Um, what about, what about um, Guess How Much I Love You? Yes. That's a goodie. Yes. Joe actually got me that for Valentine's Day. Right. We've got lots of Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine books. That works for Thomas too, doesn't it? It does. I bet he loves that. He loves I'm Thomas sure he it. would. Oh, yeah, I think we're waffling. No, other than that, this week I've got um, not much happening. Play my piano lots um, and it's about it. Okay. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia